0: Welcome back to Administrative Static. Mark Chenoweth, John Vecchioni, and Janine Younis with you today. And uh, always like to start the episode with a victory when we have one. And, and courtesy of Janine's good work uh, out in California, uh, we can report that uh, Governor Newsom has repealed AB 2098, which was the law uh, that uh, California had passed around this time last year that uh, had threatened to Yank doctor's licenses or otherwise penalize them for saying things that were not in keeping with the quote unquote contemporary scientific consensus uh, around COVID-19. Congratulations, Janine. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So, so how did this come about?
1: Well, um, we had a successful preliminary injunction motion in January of this year. Uh, the judge actually granted our request and preliminary enjoin- preliminarily enjoined the law, uh, at least as to our clients and uh, another group of plaintiffs. The only court um, victory
0: to date, I believe, yeah, against the that's law. That's
1: right, yeah. yeah. Um, and we had just filed a summary judgment motion um, on last Friday, so that I don't remember the exact date, about the 29th. Uh, and on the second, I believe Newsom signed the, uh, you know, signed the repeal, so, which is set to take effect in, in January. So I suspect that the, they were not looking forward to suffering more court losses, and that was uh, motivation for repealing the law.
0: Fantastic. Well, is this, uh, you know, is this good and gone now? I mean, are we, are doctors safe to speak their minds again in California?
1: Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it's better. Uh, you know, this law was really uh, had a, had an extreme chilling effect and caused doctors to really be afraid of saying anything that went against the uh, sort of the state's position on COVID, the CDC, and the California Medical Board um, on COVID-related topics. On the other hand, uh, there is a, right now another doctor I've heard of who's being disciplined for saying to a patient that masks don't work and that she thought ivermectin does work, which is just sort of this, this was just, just the speech at issue here. Uh, and they're just using existing um, standards to try to discipline her. I'd suspect that they will face a First Amendment challenge on <laughs> that, and they're not going to get away with it. But it's clear that the state is still trying to use, um, to use its authority to persecute doctors who,
2: can I, can I raise an issue here? I, this case is fascinating for a reason that I don't think we've really discussed because it's never come up in the papers or anything. But all during the COVID emergency, they would extend emergency rulings and say, oh, well, the legislature can't be trusted to do this, that, or the other thing. And in this case, the legislature passed a new law on what doctors could say about a new disease, right? So here's a new disease, um, uh, there's there's uh, a lot of unknowns and they decided they knew what doctors could tell people and not tell people regardless of what their personal circumstances were um that thing got passed pretty darn quickly yeah in, during the covid era then uh you bring this this case they we get a preliminary injunction they kind of see which way the wind is blowing and what happens COVID kind of goes away even in California. Right. And they decide, oh, well, we don't want to suffer a lot. We're going to repeal it. And it gets repealed. And then I think he signed it. Did Newsom sign this on a Sunday?
1: Yes. Okay. So he signed it on a Sunday. She so doesn't. he
2: didn't. So he doesn't want to exactly. Uh, he, he obviously didn't have a big signing ceremony. Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: But but what you see is, is that sign it on a Sunday, please.
2: This okay. is not a case where there was, an int- you know, that the, the uh, politics changed. Uh, the parties changed in the interim. It's always been uh, uh, overwhelmingly Democratic state, overwhelmingly Democratic legislatures. But they did a 180 de- degree turn and changed the law twice, first to make this uh, illegal unconstitutionally and then to say, no, it's perfectly fine. So what I think that this whole uh, story is, is that this argument that the legislature and the governors can't respond quickly to these emergencies to pass. Legislation to address things, rather than by executive order, is kind of blown up by this whole pattern.
0: By this bad legislation. Yes. Bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's my theory. <laughs> well, they did. They did act very quickly. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah. When they don't like something, they it seems like the legislature and the governor can can act, can act quickly. Uh, they're They're not as good about doing things that. Uh, that, that might increase freedom or that they might, uh, they might be responsible for or might be held responsible in public for, uh, for things they, they're much happier to crack down on, on people's freedom in these situations. Uh, unfortunately, they seem to be at least quicker to do that. Uh, but uh, so, so, Jeanine, you explained there was a, there was a preliminary injunction, you've now filed for uh, a, a, a summary judgment uh, but the law is still in effect, right? Because this repeal doesn't go into effect until until January first. That's
1: right. Yeah, the law is in effect till January, so um, we uh, you know we can argue that the case isn't moot because there are at least a few more months that the law is technically in effect. And there's also another case in the Ninth Circuit. They lost in the district court um, and went up to the Ninth Circuit. And the Ninth Circuit heard the case in July and hasn't issued a decision yet. But they appeared to be favorably inclined to the plaintiff's arguments, so they may. Um, issue a decision before january i would certainly argue if i were the plaintiffs in that case that it's not moot um because in fact they have argued that at least yeah. the, the press release they put oh, out argued, okay. that they
0: <laughs> argued that the case wasn't moot i saw that
1: yeah uh, and, and
0: that's the liberty justice center out of out of chicago we that's should right. give them some uh give them some credit uh for in fact their case they filed their case before we filed our case they weren't successful as, as janine said uh, but then they are pursuing that on appeal in the Ninth circuit
1: Yeah. So I guess it will depend whether the Ninth Circuit wants to address this or doesn't want to address this or whether they've already partially written the decision and don't want it to go to waste.
0: (laughs) Right. But in any event, we would, if they're going to issue a decision, we would expect it before January 1st, I assume.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Well, then they heard the case in July so that they should have had enough time, I would think. Well, (laughs) yeah,
0: the Ninth Circuit does move (laughs) slowly sometimes. But yes, I would think that that would be enough, uh, enough time. Well, uh, you know, one thing I want to say is congratulations to our clients. I mean, these uh, it, it wasn't easy uh, when this case was, was filed uh, last November for Dr. Tracy Hogue, Dr. Ram Durasetti, Dr. Aaron Cariati, Dr. Pete Mazaluski, and Dr. Azadeh Katibi to stand up in the face of what really I would describe as overwhelming sentiment on the part of the medical community in California that was bearing down and, and the Medical Board of California itself was in favor of, of empowering itself to go after doctors uh, in the state. And I mean, you've you've talked to the clients uh, more often and more directly than I have, Janine, but uh, it it took a lot of bravery for them to stand up to this.
1: It did. And one thing uh, we haven't talked about is that they were really, uh, most of them were active on Twitter. And a lot of the people who were pushing this law and ultimately were responsible for getting it passed were, you know, threatening them on Twitter saying, we can't wait for A, 2098 to get past so we can yank your licenses. And and you know, Dr. Hogue had, for instance, punished, a, uh, sorry, published a study about how uh, the risks of vaccination for certain groups like young men in their 20s outweighed the benefits. And so uh, they might want to think twice and she wouldn't recommend it for young men. And because it was of, because of the myocarditis. myocarditis heart yeah. Condition that, yeah. yeah. And this was a real study she'd done with, you know, she's a she has a PhD in epidemiology. And she's also an MD, as she had done it with other doctors. And this is sort of part of a mentality, a censorious mentality, I think, that.
0: A mob mentality. <laughs> exactly. Even, uh, they
1: were going after her. This was, and this was just one example. Most of the doctors in the case had faced similar uh, circumstances. They were going after her and really trying to scare her and, and basically made it clear that they were going to get this law passed. They were going to do everything they could to get this law passed to shut her up. So, it was this is really an example of people t- using the power of the state in order to silence dissent, which is exactly what the First Amendment is supposed to protect. So.
0: <laughs> well, and 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 congratulations to Judge Chubb for I mean, he acted very quickly back in January after after the oral argument two days, yeah. and here yeah. it
1: was a, well, like a 50 page decision. So yeah. He did it, and he was uh, I, I was very impressed by Judge Chubb. I thought he was the best judge I've ever appeared in front of and I've appeared in front of a number. He was just extremely uh, knew what he was talking about. He was very polite um, and very thoughtful and thorough and, and wrote a very good decision. Yeah. And and
0: I heard you uh, on the radio this weekend in, at in WMAL in, in DC uh, about this. And, and uh, they, they said, well, where's the ACLU? And you were quick to say, well, actually <laughs> they filed in support of both yeah. our case and, and LJC's they case. They did.
1: Yeah. The ACLU has been a little derelict during the pandemic for the most part, but they did rise to the occasion here. So even they thought this law
0: <laughs> was but, too dangerous. That's right. If you were wondering how bad this is, so, <laughs> so Governor Newsom bravely backed down when the ACLU was uh, <laughs> on the other side of uh, okay, well, uh, and and then maybe it's worth worth saying that uh, there are uh, there are press accounts suggesting. That Governor Newsom may not have had the most wholesome of, of intent in in repealing this; that it may have more to do with future presidential aspirations on his part than than seeing the light about the the wisdom of the law.
2: He's been extremely moderate lately. <laughs> yeah. He's been striking down things left and right, and mostly changing, left. Yeah, exactly. It's very un, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what he's up to.
0: Yeah, there's it's it's. <laughs> The voters provide a certain discipline, and you know it, one of the things that's unusual about this case for NCLA is this was a law that was passed by a state legislature and signed by a governor. That's not usually something that we jump in against. We're we're much more interested in administrative power and and stopping uh, administrative power. But in this in this instance, we thought that the that the uh, what was going to happen in California was severe enough that we wanted uh, that we wanted to jump in and. And try to stop it, and and we're able uh, able to do that uh, successfully because of the willingness of our clients uh, to to stand up, and because of of uh, Janine's uh, excellent lawyering, and uh, and we should put in a, a word for our colleague Greg Dolan uh, uh, as uh, uh, who was involved a little bit in this as
2: well. Yeah. So and and you know the other um, the other thing about it is it was going to be enforced through administrative agencies. So
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Janine, congratulations on, on the repeal of AB 2098 and congratulations to, uh, to our clients. And, and I'll even say congratulations to uh, Governor Newsom. May he have more good ideas like this uh, on the repeal side of things in the future.